Hi, my name is Eric. I get to be the pastor here at Mosaic Church, and I just want to say welcome. Thanks for joining us for our Thursday night communion service as we just set aside an evening to remember. Remember Jesus' last night that he, he spent with his disciples sharing a meal before he then went to the cross. I don't know about you, but one of the things I miss so much during the season of quarantine at home is I miss going out to dinner with good friends. There's nothing quite like sharing a meal, good food, good conversation with good friends. And that's what Jesus chose to do on his last night before going to the cross. There's something sacred about, about sharing a meal. There's something sacred about this, this act of coming to the table together. Now you probably ate some meal today. Maybe it was at home. Maybe it was outside on, the, on a beautiful day like today. But your meal probably consisted of something that was maybe once a plant or something that once was an animal. But the reality is that something that once was alive had to die in order for you to be sustained. That plant had to be pulled from the ground. That fruit had to be plucked from a tree. That animal had to give its life so that you could live. In order to stay alive, you had to eat something that once was alive and then it had to die for you. See, you and my, our lives are dependent on somebody else's. Death is the engine for life. We don't like to think of it that way, but some things have to die for us to live. When we look at all these other religions of the world, so many of them live to a ripe old age. Moses, Buddha, and Muhammad. But Jesus was different. See, Jesus died in his 30s, a criminal death in agony. And here at his last meal with his closest friends, Jesus is going to give his disciples the meaning of his death. He's going to say, this is why I have to die for you. But they didn't quite get it then. It's only in light of the resurrection that they remembered Jesus' words. And it's there for you and me too. And if we would take these in, we truly can be transformed and changed. The Gospel of Luke gives the account of Jesus' life. And here's what Luke writes in, in chapter 22, verse 7. He says, Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. What was so special that at this dinner, that's when Jesus is sharing why he had to come, that he had to die for them to be saved. What was so significant about this meal? 
Well, Luke tells us it was the Passover feast. So what does that mean? Well, the Passover was the most special holiday in the Jewish people. Jesus was Jewish. His closest disciples, his friends were Jewish, and they would come together. This is probably the third or fourth time that they've celebrated Passover together. And this is something that the Jewish people have been doing for centuries. See, it was a way for them to remember how God had saved them. See, hundreds and hundreds of years before, they had been slaves in Egypt. And after 400 years of slavery, God sent a deliverer who would save them from the evil clutches of Pharaoh and lead them into freedom, lead them into the promised land. This was the most significant event of the Old Testament. And the Jewish people remembered this every year. But see, what happened before they got to the Red Sea, before Moses parted it, before they were led into the Promised Land, before God gave the Ten Commandments and spoke to them on Mount Sinai, was the Passover. And what that was, was God told them that a lamb had to die. And they would kill this lamb, and they would paint the blood on their doorposts, and the angel of death would pass over them, and they would be spared. And so the Jewish people would gather to remember this. And so now Jesus gathers with his friends to remember this Passover feast, how once a lamb died so that people could find freedom, that they could be saved, that they could experience life and not death. This had been happening for centuries. And what would happen is that in the middle of dinner, the host would lift his glass and he'd say, what is different about tonight that is different than all other nights? What makes tonight different? If you look at Deuteronomy 16, they would say this is the bread of our affliction. That we remember the hard times we had to go through to get to freedom and salvation. But instead of Jesus saying this is the bread of our affliction, he says this is the bread of my affliction. Jesus is telling them as they're remembering this amazing story how Moses brought the people of Israel out of slavery and bondage, he says, I and the new Moses. I am the ultimate Moses. And this is going to be the ultimate exodus where God's people are going to be saved once and for all, not from the evil clutches of Pharaoh, but from the evil clutches of the devil. And my death is going to be the climax that all of human history is heading towards. And so Jesus then took the bread and he blessed the bread and he broke the bread and then he gave the bread. And we see at this dinner, Jesus has the wine and there's the bread, but where's the main course? We have bread, we have wine, but where's the lamb that went with the feast? See, there's no lamb on the table because the lamb is sitting at the table. Jesus, the lamb of God, was sitting at the table. See, God gave his son for us. Jesus was broken for us so that we can be blessed in Christ and received into God's kingdom. We read in John 3.16, maybe the most famous Bible verse of all, that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God gave us Jesus. And God continues to give us that gift of salvation and freedom and life. 
and his son then was broken. Isaiah 53, 5 says this, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Isaiah made this prophecy hundreds of years before Jesus came, but then Jesus, the Lamb of God, fulfilled it. And with his death, we find life. With the stripes that he bore on his back, when that whip tore into his back, we now can receive healing so that we could be blessed. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You and I, we live in a broken, fallen world. This COVID-19 coronavirus is, man, such a indication that this world is not the way it is. That God created a world good and perfect with perfect shalom, peace between men and men, and peace between God and man, and peace between man and, and creation. But we sinned and we rebelled against God, and so sin has come into this world, and that means disease, and that means death, and that things like COVID-19. But God wants to bring us back to the way things are supposed to be. And so he brings healing and salvation and peace and joy and hope through Jesus. If right now you're feeling just in need of some hope, need of some peace, God wants to bless you through Jesus. But we have to receive him. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He's the new Moses leading us out of bondage and slavery and transfer us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Jesus came to liberate, to bring salvation, but we have to receive him. And this season is a time for us to remember. Remember why Jesus came, our great deliverer to lead us out of slavery and bondage, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But why did Jesus use this meal as a symbol for, for his mission of why he came? Well, you can look at a table and say, wow, that's a really great meal. That looks really nutritious. You can believe in it. You can see it. But that doesn't give you any sustenance. You have to get personal with it. You, you can't just intellectually believe in the food. In the same way, we have to partake of Christ. We have to believe in him. We have to take him into us. It's not enough just to see him from a distance. But Jesus wants to be personal with us, like a meal, to enjoy him, to, to drink him deeply. You need to take him in on a regular basis. And Jesus is asking you to take the radical implications of who he is into every area of your life every day. And the table coming together is the sacred ritual which connects your story with God's story. Here's what's so amazing and so beautiful about the way of Jesus is that everyone is welcome at the table. Everyone is invited to come eat, come drink, to lay down your burdens. Today, if you feel heavy, 
if you feel anxiety, if you feel that just weight, I want you to just picture you are sitting down at the table with Jesus and take all your concerns, all your anxieties, and you're gonna slide them across the table to Jesus and say, those are yours to carry, they're not mine. I give them to you. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my anxieties, my worries, my fears, my guilt, my shame. And then sit at the table with Jesus. Commune with him. Jesus tells us that as often as we gather together, is to remember why he came. And Jesus gave us the sacred act of coming to the table, of, of breaking bread, of receiving it as a way to remind ourselves. And so now I want to encourage you just to grab some elements, some bread, crackers, whatever it might be, some grape juice, some wine, some other kind of juice. And we're just going to remember what Jesus did. He tells us that he took the bread and he, he broke the bread and he gave the bread. In the same way, God gave us his son who was broken for us. And so now let's receive this together as we remember that Jesus' body was broken for us so that we could be invited at his table so that we could receive forgiveness and grace and, and slide all our worries, all our cares, all our sin, all our guilt, all our shame to him that he wants to carry for us. And as we take this bread, Let's remember how much Jesus loves us. Let's remember that Jesus invites us to sit with him. Let's receive the bread together. And then Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is a reminder that my blood was shed for you. See, on Passover, the Jewish people, they painted blood over the doorposts and, and that home was saved. But when Jesus died, the blood of the Lamb of God was painted on the doorposts in the universe. And so all who believe and put their trust in him are invited to be saved, to come to the table. As you drink the cup, let it be a reminder that the Lamb of God shed his blood, that the Lamb's blood was painted on the doorposts of the universe so that all are invited in, that all can be saved. Let us drink. As we close tonight, what is it that you need to receive from God? Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe you've been holding on to guilt and shame, but you need to know that Jesus offers you his free gift of grace and forgiveness. Maybe you need to receive his hope, his peace. What is it you need to receive from him? What blessing do you need? There's someone you know that needs healing, financial assistance. I want you to pray, God, I'm praying that you would pour out your blessings on me that you, my good, good Father, would, would take care of all my needs. What needs to be broken in your life? Is there a secret sin or an addiction? Is there something that you need to give over 
to him? What do you need to give to God? Jesus came. He was given by God to us. His body was broken so that we could be blessed and received into God's family. See, the thing is, none of us are perfect. We all need God's grace and forgiveness. We're all broken pieces that God is putting back together to form his mosaic, his work of art. This week, I hope as we head towards Easter, you will remember that you are invited to the table. That, that you can slide all your cares and worries over to Jesus. That he'll take them off your plate. You can sit, you can commune with Jesus as, as you just remember this week. It's such a symbol of how much Jesus loves us. That he went to the cross and then he rose again, defeating death on Easter Sunday. I'm going to pray and then we'll close our service. God, thank you that you gave your son, Jesus. Thank you that his body was broken for us. His blood was shed so that we could be received into your kingdom, that we could receive grace and forgiveness, that we could be blessed. Thank you, God. I pray that we could just remember this week, remember how much you love us, that we could remember that Jesus paid the price we could not pay so that we could sit at the table, that we could eat and commune with you. Thank you, God. In your name we pray.